0: Welcome to the Productivity Podcast He's back for the fourth time, I think, on the podcast. We've got James Boll, who is the captain at Purposeful. Hi, James. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? Well, thanks for having me back four times. That's Is that a record? Yeah, you are. You're leading the way, leading the way. And all yours have been very well listened to, whether it's been just me or you, or we were joined by Simon Fraser on one as well. So um, clearly people like the sound of your voice, not necessarily mine. Today, we're going to reflect on 2020 clearly a, a very very strange year no one would have would have guessed how it would have panned out at the start of that year but we're really going to focus on purpose again because that's your area of expertise and where you really add some great value to the podcast to the listeners and think about how people's purpose has stood up this year because i think it's been a test of purpose and character for lots of individuals and and lots of organizations so what's what's kind of your reflections on the state of purpose as we leave 2020 and enter 2021? Yeah, I agree. It's been a year that nobody predicted. And
1: looking forward at 2021, we don't know how quickly vaccines will roll out, how quickly the world will get back to normal as well. So one of the things that was really important for me in 2020 was this idea of scenario planning. I think anybody listening, if you can think ahead now to where we'll be in 12 months' time, plan three or four different scenarios and, and see what what plan sounds good in all, all three or four of those scenarios, I think you'll be in a, in a really good good place. And that's kind of how I begin generally. But in terms of purpose, the state of purpose in 2020 is in some ways, it's in really rude health. And in some ways, we've had a bit of a, uh, a stagnation almost. Um, consumers are say they're ever more interested in environmental and social issues and the environmental and social impact of business is becoming ever more important within that. And in that respect, I think purpose has become more centre stage and the debates has become a bit more nuanced. But in general, actually, I think I think not much progress has been made and there's been a bit of um, hypocrisy through 2020. So it's a really, really mixed picture.
0: And is that because people have been sidetracked with other things and that's taken over and they've been in more... I suppose, survival mode for lots of organisations and other organisations of the backbone of the nation mode, if that, if that's even a thing of keeping us going to these supermarkets, hospitals, all those essential places.
1: Yeah. I mean, the impact of COVID, I think, was obviously huge. And the organisations that already lived their purpose in that sense of purpose wasn't just writing in the, on the wall or a marketing slogan, they've done really well. So BrewDog switching to, to do... Hand sanitizer or whatever it is, there's lots of examples of that where it was just really obvious to brands, this is what we need to do to help with the pandemic. I think there were lots of brands that scrambled to try and make an impact. And, and that comes from not having that clear sense of lived purpose, but it being maybe more of a of a marketing um marketing construct. And when you look at the surveys that are out, you know, the Edelman Trust Barometer. They report trust being now the second most important factor in, in brand choice for consumers. Now, I mean, this is this is PR studies, so you, you need to take it with a certain pinch of salt. And in terms of do people always do what they say, but that that study's been going a long time. And for trust to now bubble up to the top as in terms of we we want to trust brands more and we need to trust brands more. Like we're reliant on supermarkets now just to survive in a way that we didn't see we were before because other other brands are falling by the wayside or because they're the only things that are open. Brands now have more personal data about us than than ever, and we're spending more time online, more time at home. We need to give them more of that personal data. And we can't afford lots of people are in a situation where they can't afford the brands that they're working with, the brands they're giving money to, to mess mess them around. So they need that kind of big brand trust around them. So that has made a made a huge, a huge difference. And this kind of Uh, backbone of society did you call it backbone of society yeah um you know that is that is there and it's created a dependence i think or a feeling of dependence that were that is greater than 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 it was before 2020 definitely
0: and i'm i'm thinking there's been a couple of big test really for lots of organizations in terms of their purpose. And you talked before about it it potentially being a marketing statement. And I know we covered that in the the earlier podcast we've done in terms of, do you live and breathe this? Or is it just some nice words on a a wall as you walk into the office? I think furlough for me was one in terms of how organizations treated their employees that they went on furlough. Did they pay them the 80%? Did they pay them top it up to a hundred percent? How they, them back or even had to furlough them again so for me that was a real test of their purpose and those those words around how they look after their colleagues did you see that come through and and any examples of good or bad behavior in that space that how people treated furlough has really really come through strongly
1: not only how they've treated their people which i think is a really important indicator of whether or not they're they're true to their espouse purpose but also how they've treated the government resources which were designed to keep people in jobs you've got lots of brands taking government money and then making people go anyway and lots of brands taking government money when they didn't need to and who are now uh, reluctantly paying it back and i think that's a that's a big um, a big indicator you you hear about some organisations who've um, reneged on on hiring offers you see here about some organizations who've set and let people go via text during furlough. These things are clearly bad practices that will come back to to bite them. I I don't want to name specific names because there's always a, a context to these behaviors, but I think furlough was a big test of how how an organization can live its purpose. I think Black Lives Matter over the summer of 2020 was also a, a big indication of how an organization can live its its purpose are you a brand um, that is happy to put a black square on Instagram and shut your Instagram account down for a day, but yet you don't have uh, any color, people of color on your board or leadership team and have made no commitment to to changing that? Or are you more authentic? Are you like Ben and Jerry's who, you know, talk about having partnered with um, equality charities for eight years uh, before they started talking about black lives mattering this, this summer, you know, Does that authenticity come through in how you're treating your people internally and how you're treating your customers externally? And I think in a lot of cases, as soon as you scratch the surface, 2020 has seen a lot of hypocrisy and actually a lot of brands scrambling to try and do something that that seems right rather than just knowing
0: what is the right thing to do because it's the way they always behave. Yeah, and I think the the further repayments and the the business rates that have been recently publicized, I always find those things interesting because you normally get one or two of the big organizations and in this example I think they were primarily the the supermarkets and the discounters that lead the way Mm because they they were open through it so they've taken the gain of incremental sales and clearly more advocacy for, for being there to support us all. I always find it interesting, there's almost then a tale of organizations in that space that begrudgingly do it because everybody else in their space has done it so they feel the pressure of having to do it rather than wanting to do it which, which says to me a lot about their purpose
1: yeah i think that's a really good point about the the business
0: rate rebates
1: and and so on i think you've got to look at you know at its core why does a business exist lots of these organizations exist in order to make money for their owners and that's that's fine and in that respect their directors and their management should make behaviours. Uh, or should indulge in behaviours that lead to that profit being maximised. But w- what you've got to think about is much more long term. You know, how do we su- survive this storm long term? How do we create the trust that people are now buying on and make people see that we're a brand that they want to be associated with in, in two, three years time? And that reluctance, yeah, if paying re- your rent rebate is going to is going to put your business under, you can't do it. But if if you don't need that money, you need to be seen to be, you know, giving that money back and contributing positively to society because consumers, particularly younger consumers, want to buy into what you're doing as an organisation.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the big themes that's come through this year, if we kind of part COVID, is the whole environmental sustainability thing, which you again referenced before. So clearly a big drive from the government. They brought forward the um Dates for wanting people to have electric cars so phasing out petrol and uh, diesel cars i think it came forward by 10 years we've seen the likes of asda they've previewed their first environmental store where they've you know radically reduced packaging plastic to the point of you bring your own bags to fill up you know your your nuts and all the other things that you want to buy and and also brands leverage leverage all those things um i think we talked about it in a previous podcast you've got on running who are doing recyclable trainers so you sign up to the subscription package you run x miles in the trainers they then you then get a new pair but the trainers are made of some strange cocoa bean or or something (laughs) like that um so that that kind of stuff's all i think been forefront of people's minds along along with covid because it's really given chance for people to reflect and think about the whole where is the world going? And, you know, there was all those stats and I said, I'd leave COVID, but we'll just dip back into it slightly at the start of lockdown. When um, pollution went down and the rate of uh, the ozone layer was starting to repair itself and all those things that start to make you think, because we've been forced to slow down, actually, what does this mean? And are we just going to go back to speeding it up or being on steroids when we can all get back out and do stuff because that's the way we've done it? Or was this the, the break in the circuit, and I think it, it has been for some organisations to dramatically do things differently that blend back into their purpose. I think I think you make a really good point, and
1: there are three important ways in which the idea of purpose in organisations has moved forward. If I if I can just make two points before I make make the th- the, the point about the three important ways purposes move forward, the first is you know producing a car produces as much CO two as driving it for one hundred and fifty thousand miles. So even if we have electric vehicles by 2030, we have to change our attitude to, do we need a car and do we need a new car to be produced in, in the first place? Because actually the production of the vehicles is a is a shocking waste of um, natural resources as well. And at some point in the future, we're going to need to re-examine our, our views on consumption in general and how our economies are, are, are structured, um, unless we can become properly circular in our economy in, in, in terms of reusing materials and not wasting things. But that's um, that makes me sound like a hippie, and I don't want to <laughs> don't want to go uh, completely off on that one. But I, I think that's a really interesting aside for a, for another time. I think the second one is, um, you know, in general, in 2019, the Business Roundtable in the States made a a big statement. They made a show of almost 500 CEOs signing a letter saying we're going to change the the definition of of the corporation in America from serving shareholders to serving stakeholders, which is kind of aligns with what you're saying in terms of, you know, we need a triple bottom line now rather than just, just serving the people that own the business. However, when those CEOs were were then tested in 2020, you know, under half of them had actually had actually taken any action or could identify any action they'd taken in order to put the stakeholder um, at the center of the organization rather than the shareholder. And something like only a handful of them had even discussed Signing up to that letter with their boards. And their boards had a fiduciary duty in some cases to make sure that they were running the company for their shareholders, which goes to show that in 2020, lots of people still see that saying something right or saying the right things on these issues is more important than actually doing anything about it. And we need our governments to do things like say, okay, no, we're going to phase out petrol vehicles by 2030 and take the lead and make organizations take the lead. Otherwise, um, it's it, there's a danger that that things can can just be um can just be words. Um but I think that leads on quite well to the three areas where 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 progress has been made on purpose. And the first is exactly what you were just saying around those environmental, um, social and governance goals, like ESG as it's called. Um ES, ESG goals are now widely recognized as an important way to benchmark your investment decisions and the market is moving towards investing more sustainably which is going to make a difference even if we continue along the kind of primacy of shareholder um, ownership model, then the people buying the shares investing more on environmental grounds is going to is going to change that so um, lots of good research showing that good sustainability standards in organizations reduces their cost of capital solid ESG practices result in better operational performance and share performance not in all studies but in kind of four out of five studies on average, um, share performance is improved if your company has a good ESG um, practice, and we can go into ESG in more detail if you want. But I think in general, this idea that um, people are investing now with an eye on the future and how these companies are run—that's going to make a big difference, I think, throughout the next decade. And and a big example of of maybe people taking notice of of this kind of sustainability or environmental angle is. In the summer of twenty twenty, Oatly—I don't know if you know Oatly, the kind of the the oat milk brand—got a lot of publicity because they they did a a share issue and raised some money. And amongst the usual kind of liberal actors and sports people investing in them, they also took a big, uh, big load of funding from Blackstone, which is a you know a fairly traditional investment house whose ceo is a massive Donald Trump supporter and lots of people decided that they would cancel Oatly on Instagram people were uh, were sharing how you can make your own oat milk so you don't need to give money to Blackstone and you know it was quite a 2020 story really because it involved it involved money it involved a, a corporate social brand and it involved cancellation on social media but i think the fact that a company like Blackstone wants to invest in a company like Oatly shows that Consumers are buying environmental and, and social brands in such numbers that traditional um, investors want to be a part of it, and that is all. I think a movement towards a more healthy, a more healthy society where the, these environmental and sustainability things are um, are taken to the front. So, um, investment is is one area where I think there has been a big movement forward. Um, and it's it's spurred as you say Simon by by governments and by consumers wanting more of that stuff
0: and if if we think about um some of the other things that happened in 2020 so john lewis quite big press they refreshed their purpose statement didn't they so it'd be good if you can maybe share with the listeners some insight into how you found that and what you thought about it yeah i will and i think that relates to the
1: to the other two areas where there's been progress forwards like the thinking in purpose circles, when you read articles about purpose now, it flipped in 2020. The majority of articles are no longer around purpose matters, and this is why it's important. The majority of articles are now about purpose isn't a marketing slogan. Purpose has to be something real and lived. And how do you live your purpose? And that is a really big turning point, because if you as a brand aren't able to articulate your purpose, um, the advice you're going to get now isn't just write some nonsense bullshit uh, purpose statement, that is going to go on the on the wall of your boardroom but actually think about how you're going to embed that in your organization and it's going to make a bigger difference and you know all of the evidence points to people caring more about the purpose of the brands that they interact with they want to trust the brands that they're buying from they want those brands to have a positive impact on society and they want to feel like day to day the work that they're doing is is contributing positively to communities and these things i think together mean that as we enter 2021 this notion of purpose is more important than than ever now um i didn't i didn't work on the john lewis purpose refresh although I, I wish i had it looked like a fascinating project but um they decided to renew their purpose statement in in 2020 because they see being relevant to consumers differentiating yourself and being innovative is is the key to surviving in retail at the moment and they felt like they were talking a good game but they weren't really delivering on that and they felt that that was because they didn't really have that that clear meaningful purpose at the at the bedrock of their of, of their their business so they have worked to redefine their purpose which is now we are a partnership for positive change improving lives and building a more sustainable future which very clearly meets the, uh, the four A's of purpose. If, if you want to go back and listen to earlier podcasts about how you define purpose, John Lewis and partners have, have nailed that. Um, but they've also supported it with 10 really clear and actually quite boring commitments in order to show how they're, how they're living that purpose. And the fact that they've taken this. They've taken this this step, I think, is a big thing for purpose because they saw it as an, an opportunity. Um, in a world where trust is low, but people are craving trust. I hate, hate using these general terms, but where Generation Z and millennials are beginning to to take over and become the 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 majority in the population. They really believe that the way people behave is gonna f- follow what people are saying is their intention. Today, they're seeing parents being influenced by their teenagers in greater numbers than any previous Generation, um, and they felt that we really need to go back to our roots and have this really clear purpose at the centre of everything we do.
0: It's fascinating how companies like that they set the standard and set the tone. So it will be interesting to see how others follow suit.
1: The way that they've the way that they've done it, I think, offers us um, two or three really important lessons. You know, if we're looking at our business, particularly if we're a retailer, you know, what are the things that we can learn from the way John Lewis has, has done this? As they blaze this this trail, what are they doing right um, that we can learn from? And I think the first thing is, you know, John Lewis has got this amazing heritage and this brilliant origin story, but they've really beefed it up and started talking about it. Um, this idea that their founder, Stephen Lewis, the son of the original John Lewis, Spent two years convalescing from a, from a riding accident, thinking about how his, it was wrong that his parents were taking money out of the company, um, taking more money out of the company than all of their team members were, were being paid at the time. Um, and when he took over the business, forced through an act of parliament in order to give the company away to its employees. And the phrase that I've heard used in various articles is, you know, John Lewis is a radical experiment in a better way of doing business and has been for a hundred years. We are the world's trip, the, the world's oldest triple bottom line organization. Um, and the way they've brought that origin story to the fore, I think is really clever and something that we can learn. If we're running a, a business that's got any kind of heritage, why were we founded and how can we mythologize around that story to make it feel like our purpose is more authentic, I think is a really, really neat trick to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if we think forward then, how do you expect purpose to play out in 2021 for organizations? It will, um, it will become
1: more clearly about authenticity. Authenticity is key to purpose. Your walk has to follow your, your talk. So you need to make sure that that purpose is absolutely embedded in what you do. And where Simon Sinek said in 2009, start with why. And people today equate purpose with why. They've got to realize that purpose isn't just about the why. It's about the why, the what, and the how. Purpose is a complete management approach, not just a marketing strategy. So you have to embed it in your strategy in the way you govern your business, in the way you treat your customers, the way you treat your people, what you measure in the business and how you incentivize people and what products and services you offer. So for example, John Lewis looking at whether or not they can turn disused store space into social housing, for example, is an example of them following their purpose through um, to the products and services they offer in in an innovative and interesting way. And you know, in 2021, it's going to be about communications you can't talk about this stuff until you've lived it because you can't make claims that are that are not true and and, and Ben and & Jerry's again is a really interesting example of this they say that they will work with partner organizations um in you know making a difference in society for years and years before they even dream talking about it to to the market because you've got to have the you've got to have the the foundations in place and the evidence that you're actually making a difference before you can claim it
0: yeah, no, I agree. That whole authenticity piece is is the key, and I think we touched on it in previous podcasts. Like we referenced uh, it being more than more than words. I think people are in a place now of peeling the skin back on that, aren't they? And actually, really prodding and testing: Do you deliver what you say you you will deliver for your people and for your customers and for clearly more more and more importantly now the environment and society? So, yeah, if ever there was a year for people to really drive live. Out their purpose in in all aspects of their organization i hope 2021 will be one of those pivotal ones lots of pent-up frustration from 2020 lots of opportunity again lots of change but yeah let's cross our fingers and hope it does play out because i think everyone will benefit if it does yeah I, i couldn't agree more
1: i mean i am i'm actively working to try and make it happen in in my small circles so um yeah, that's that. That's my the small part I'm playing. But we are going to see like McDonald's refresh their their purpose in 2020 as well. Through the next two years, we're going to see a cavalcade of brands refreshing and rolling out these new purpose statements. They've got to make sure that they have plans to back them up. Otherwise, they're they're going to fall by the wayside. And so that that would be my message for 2021: is define it and figure out how you're going to live it, because it's going to make
0: a big difference. And you want to be at the vanguard of people doing that, not the not the followers. Awesome. So on that note then, can you just remind people if they want to further conversation with you where's the best place to find you?
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm obviously uh, a bit a bit of a nut about purpose, but you can find me at my website uh, purposeful.com, which is p r p s f l.com, and on there you will also find uh, the purpose cast, my seven part podcast which details what is purpose, what are the benefits, how you discover it and so on with some very uh, exciting special guests, including yourself, Simon. So please head along, along to the Purposeful website. You can hear that website there or on all major pod platforms. Or if you want to drop me an email, get in touch at james at purposeful.com. Purposeful, again, being spelled P-R-P-S-F-L. And I would be delighted to to chat about any of this.
0: Awesome. I appreciate you coming back on, James, for fourth time. It's It's been good to reflect 2020 was a year that we'll live in everybody's memory for maybe the wrong reasons but hopefully there's been some um, bits that have shone through for people to make it positive and let's hope that 2021 ongoing will um will really start to see certainly around purpose things drive forward so as ever it's been great to speak and look after yourself
1: thank you for having me back have a great year thank you